Welcome to the Present and Sober podcast with your hosts, Sam Goldfinch and Ellie Crow. If you want to make your life bigger, not smaller, then this is the podcast for you. If you can sense that you're destined for more and you're curious about how drinking could be holding you back, listen in and come on this journey with us. Through the interplay of mind and body practices, we will help you elevate your daily life and discover the wonder and potential of going alcohol free. Let's make life bigger together. This episode of the Present and Sober podcast is sponsored by the Rebel Spirituality podcast. (laughs) Obviously, uh, it's not, but I am in charge of these um, intros because Ellie won't let me be in charge of the, you know, the other intro that comes shortly after this. So what with the fact that I'm in charge, I thought, well, why not give myself a shout out? So, um, yeah, if anyone hasn't yet, there's a there's a solo cast I'm running that uh, you'd be very welcome to come and check out. It's about, seems to be about six or seven minutes a week, so it's not a huge investment of time. And I'm hoping that there's some really cool stuff in there and reflections in there that really help you through the week. So if you'd love something short and sharp, short and sharp, that makes sense, to dovetail with what we're up to here, go check it out. The uh, the links, the link is in the show notes. Now, today, we're talking about the pink cloud. And what, you know, what is it? WTF the pink cloud. Um, for some reason though I found it difficult to swear I seem to have no problem swearing in the actual podcast I must have some kind of filter on for the uh, for this bit of it but yeah really good um, really really good conversation really interesting and um, yeah I don't think I've got much else to say really so I hope wherever you are you're having the most amazing summer um, and uh, yeah that's it see you on the show so Mr. Sam is, he's confirmed he is going to be giving us the Japanese rendition of You Can Go Your Wrong Way, so stay tuned until the end of this podcast. You, hang on a minute. You sound really, you sound echoey now. What's going on? Say hello. Is that better? Yeah. What were you doing? I have my mic too far away. It's you fucking absolutely... rookie error. I know I'm so unprofessional. Now it's really close, isn't it? Because now your face is really big, bigger than normal. I don't it? know why my face has gone big. Because you put it in the Zoom does you were, this you were close thing. to the camera, I think. Well, that <laughs> then it does get really big if you do that. Yeah. Um, hello, everyone. Stay tuned. Sam's going to sing for us at the end, and you don't want to miss it. It's, it's a real treat. And uh, we need we need some more reviews, folks. I was looking forward to a really fanciful review today, and people do put effort in, didn't they? It's good. I've not been furnished with with one today, so reviews, please, folks. Sorted out. Yeah, there are people that have promised reviews that haven't yet got round to it, and um, gallywags. We're keeping an eye on you, so we know where you live, sort of. Um, we know what continent you're in yeah <laughs> watch out we'll watch set the mag we're going to set the magpies on you when i was in australia i used to do this about a 10k run and uh at a certain time of year the magpies like nesting season or whatever you call it those motherfuckers they used to dive bomb the shit out of me and it was pretty scary they used to come at me yeah, they do. and then yeah. they were like when they were about a foot away from my Give head they pull out yeah i'd be like chips. Oh my god! Um, my my mum, uh, we had like a family <laughs> family WhatsApp chat, WhatsApp group chat, and my mum was on the North Welsh coast having a little seaside break, and she kept sending us pictures of these seagulls that she'd named that would basically sit 
on her sash windowsill and poke their beak through the curtains to open the curtains to tell my mum and her husband that they wanted feeding. And my mum was feeding them cheese sandwiches. So, you know, there was a whole gang of them at the end. And uh, I was in London, had the the the, the fortunate um, experience of being in London with my friend for a couple of days, which was lovely. And we were walking down on the streets in South Kensington and my friend went, look at that. And this guy walked past us and he had two fucking massive blue macaws, one on each shoulder. And I was like, shit. So I took a picture of it, sent it to the WhatsApp group and I said, I take your seagulls and raise them to macaws. And my mum went, I don't know what you mean. <laughs> Macaw? Um, Everybody else got it, but um, there we go. So uh, Very good. Yeah. When uh, when I went to um, Porto with Rob a few a few weeks back, there were these, we went, came out this uh, hipster clothes shop, do love some clothes. And there were these two seagulls on top of this car. I was just like, and there were people taking pictures of them. I was like, what's going on here? And we went for like a walk for ages. We came back. They were still there. There was different people taking pictures of them. They were just like basking in the in the glory or whatever. Of, they're laid down. They were on this car, just on top of this car. And there was obviously quite a cool view behind it. They weren't lying down. No, they were standing oh, on, the, on their they feet. Meant like they were properly sunbathing. No, sadly oh, right. not. Yeah, that that wasn't that was that story wasn't anything like as cool as I thought it was going to be when I started telling it. Your story was cooler, um, it's a bit like the bin don't, shoot story, isn't it? Don't feed cheese sandwiches to seagulls, though. Not unless you want. Well, you're gonna to have to have a feed. word with with Mrs. What shall I call my mum? Ellie's mum. You're gonna to have to have a chat with her about it. Mrs. Mrs. Ellie's mum. Mrs. Ellie's mum. Right. Should we talk about uh, so, this bloody pink pink cloud thing? Because I don't think you've even mentioned. Well, it you just yet, spoiled it now. I was just about to say that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about the pink cloud. And the best thing about this conversation is Sam and I have got no fucking idea what it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, sort of, anyway. We've we, got uh, some idea. Well, we've yeah. got, we've got a, a, an idea about what it is. It's interesting because I've over the years I've heard it, you know, referenced by different people at, on different occasions. And they say, oh, well, you know, it's just the pink cloud, isn't it? It's going gonna, it's gonna to go at some point. I'm like, well, what? What? <laughs> what do you mean it's just going to go at some point? Generally, people are saying things like, oh, I feel really good. I feel amazing. Oh, well, you know, it's just like, it's just the pink cloud, isn't it? And I'm like, well, I don't I don't see this pink cloud situation. So anyway, we, we wanted to talk about it today because in sobriety circles, no doubt you'll hear it at some point and you might have the same reaction that Sam and I had. What the fuck is that? <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. And I mean, I'm, I think, well, just just to be clear, like, well, I guess we can have some guesses of what we think might be going on and talk about our experiences and stuff. But I wonder, you know, I wonder whether it, how helpful it is for us and, and all that kind of stuff. So it's going to be an interesting chat because, yeah, people do talk about it a lot. And I remember, um, oh, I'm going to save it for later. I'm going to write, I'm going to write a little note down because it's, 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 um, it's lovely what I'm going to say. Hmm. I've, that. I've written it down, but I can't spell it. So I'll sit, uh, it's phonetic though. Like I can, re I can, I can read it. So that's okay. So where should we, um, where should we begin? Ellie Crow. Where should we begin? Um, well, perhaps we should talk about why, why we think, cause we're making some, some why we think it comes up. Might be yeah. a good place to start. 
Here are my guesses. You ready for this? Yeah, go. Uh, you're ready for this. Right. Number one. When we're drinking and it's shit and we're experiencing that every day and then we stop, we we just, it's this a lot of, for me, there was often relief involved in that. I was like, oh, thank God I'm not in that cycle, feeling horrible all the time, waking up feeling terrible. There's the detoxification. After a little while, my sleep would be improving and all that kind of stuff. And I would just have a, I was closer to the, the pain of what it was like to be in that experience. And then I wasn't in it. So I was mm. kind of like, thank God, you know, there wasn't any fading effect bias. We've kind of spoken about that before, but there was, there, there was at that point in time, there was just, thank God I'm free. Why would I ever go back there? Um, that's amazing. That's just such a wonderful place to be. And then you know, as life goes on and as we sort of move away and further and further away from that, um, we, you know, we can start questioning, well, you know, was it that bad? We start to heal from it. We start to sometimes kind of question like what it was actually like. Um, so that's one guess as to what's going on for some people. Like I, I'm, I definitely felt a lot of that. A lot of my process of stopping drinking was what I describe as on off drinking. Um, and when I, when I would go through a period of stopping, because the only way I knew how to stop back then was to make it so bad I didn't have any other option. Mm. When I did stop, it would be like a, oh god, um, and I'd sort of bask in the in the feeling of that for a little while. Not always, like the first, often the first few days. By the way, you know, obviously you'd have some kind of like disruption of alcohol leaving the system and all that kind of stuff. But quite quickly, I'd start to really feel big differences. I'd start to feel a lot better in neurology, physiology, kind of recalibrating and feeling nice. And I don't know. So that's that's one thing that I think is going on. What do you reckon? Mm, yeah, I, I totally agree with you. That you know, I, I, I hadn't, I hadn't taken lots of breaks from alcohol. I'd taken very small mini breaks, like not drinking for a couple of days and starting again. Mm. <laughs> and when you, when you drink in that sort of way, even if you, even if you manage to only drink on weekends, you've always got alcohol circulating in the system. So you've always got that, um, you know, the, the physiological effects going on you, you're in a, a sort of a constant state of detox and retox so you're never going to feel mm. amazing and so when i when i took a break from alcohol with the alcohol experiment it was the first time i'd ever taken a substantial period of time off and not only was i taking a break but i felt really good about it because i wasn't carrying all these false beliefs around anymore so I had no desire mm. to drink. So it felt, in effect, it felt really easy to not drink. And I really loved the experience. And so then you add on to that the physical benefits that you feel quite quickly, quite rapidly. You just feel better and better and better. And, and I was just like on an absolute high with it, you know, just really just loving the whole experience you know I got halfway through and decided I wanted to be a coach and I remember at one point when I was applying to be a coach thinking well this is mad you know you've only been alcohol free for like a few weeks and you are like who the hell do you think you are but I just knew I just knew and so I remember hearing people refer to the pink cloud but I just I didn't pay any attention to it because it didn't seem 
it didn't it didn't make any sense to me because what i was feeling didn't feel like some illusion it didn't feel like it was transient in that um it was attached to a particular thing it was the entirety of my like what was happening that that that's it and and there's no doubt that there's an ebb and flow with that and that emotions transmute become something else but i didn't i didn't feel like i was in this stage that was um you know about to be kind of like snatched away from me and i need, and and the funny thing is when people when i heard people talking about oh well, that's, just, that's just the pink cloud then kind of diminishing somebody else's experience then the interesting thing is if you then start fearing that what you're experiencing is the pink cloud and it's going to dissipate and it's going to go away, then you're undermining your experience as it is. So if it's all about like, oh, I'm really enjoying this experience. Oh, hang on a minute. It's only the pink cloud. Therefore, it's going to go away. Oh, well, now I feel really miserable about it. As opposed to this is just this is just my experience. And, and fundamentally, what was going on what was underlying is that I was in the process of that reconnection back with self and so I remember oh my goodness there's a couple of I, w- I wish I knew what birds were now because there's the most beautiful little black and white bird out with the robin friend outside and I don't know what bird it is zebra Hello. bird it doesn't look like a zebra it's like a little it's the same size as robin and it's black and white Yes, that's a zebra bird, that. Is it? Yeah. A zebra finch. Yeah. Um, No, um, I was getting back in touch with those, um, you know, the the states that are absolutely, you know, us at our core. Like I've often said about feeling joy for the first time, childlike joy. But it's not that that's gone anywhere that's our natural state it's just it's obscured mm. so I, th- I think i kind of get where where the whole pink cloud thing comes from but i think it's as with everything i suppose it's the, the way that you're looking at it well I, I think as with anything where i think the same is true of pores and things like that supposed to cute withdrawal syndrome which so i can look back on my kind of story to use a very interesting word, and we'll break that open in a minute, because depending on the story that we have, you make a very interesting point, which is if you start panicking that this thing's going to go away because you've been told it's going to go away, then you know, and you start feeling that, you start feeling mm. a story about it going to go away, and then you kind of innocently you know, can can start thinking, oh, God, it's happening, it's happening now, um, kind of stuff. And, and it's much more powerful to just be where you are in the moment and just be experiencing life as life rather than the story of being in the pink cloud or the pink cloud going or any of that kind of stuff. But whether there is like a neurological, physiological reality to alcohol leaving the system and patterns, which we're going to talk about today, because it looks to me like there are patterns that people go through um, and we have different names for them. The question, I guess, is, is it helpful? And I didn't really have a, I didn't have a concept of the pink cloud in terms of like a thought form. I didn't, I, I might have read it in a couple of things, but it wasn't sort of on my mind. I was aware that I would feel these sort of feelings of elation. And then at some point 
life would happen and I'd get different feelings and and things would start to kind of plateau and level out a little bit. Um, and, and that just looks like how it works, right? Across the board. So that's, that's how things go. When we first start doing things, they're incredibly exciting and then they tend to plateau a little bit and then it's a different part of the journey, which is why a lot of the time when we sort of start doing something like learning, learning to do something new, hanging out, being consistent and hanging out in the sort of plateau part of that is one of the keys to actually becoming a master of something because actually what many of us do, myself included a lot throughout life is sort of jump ship at that point. And I did that a lot with alcohol as well. I was like, Oh God, like I'll feel like this forever. I'll feel flat forever. But I just, I can remember that, that 18 months away from alcohol when I had that um, way back now, I, I just, I didn't really have that concept some weeks I would notice I felt a bit flat. Sometimes I'd be really feeling really high on life and just remembering how amazing it was. Um, and, and even with things like, you know, how, how amazing the morning is these days, it's very easy to kind of just kind of get up and perhaps sort of just be caught in some thinking or, or whatever it is going on and forget how amazing it is to just wake up at 6am and just feel good. Right. So I even now these days, eight years in, something I do quite often is kind of just sit there. And if I'm going to sit for just 10 minutes in the morning and and meditate or just be or just whatever it might be, is just remind myself of like, oh, isn't this incredible that this because it's it's easy to forget. It's easy to forget that stuff. So some of it is just the natural kind of ebb and flow of of something being new and then something kind of settling in and becoming the norm. And um yeah. I wonder whether, see, I also didn't have any kind of concept or ideas around, you know, pause and things like that. I don't know whether I experienced them or not. I definitely had days and weeks where I felt more dysregulated, where my, you know, where I just sort of didn't feel quite right. But I was kind of just, I was like, yeah, okay, this is this is part of it. This is part of life. And and one of the big things I noticed is that, and this is sort of the uh, maybe the number two big thing that my guess as to what's going on for a lot of people is that we go through the de- detoxification process, we go through the kind of relief of, of finding freedom and all that kind of stuff. And then at some point, there's a knock on the door, which is kind of the, hey, there's something to look at. So, you know, what were all the reasons why it was making sense for you to drink like that? And very often it's feeling feelings or, and then that's a new stage in the journey. And that can be, that that can perhaps feel like we're going backwards a bit to some people because suddenly a bunch of feelings come up and they're thinking, oh my goodness me. But that's just a really beautiful part of the journey as well. And, and as it looks to me, and I think we've spoken about this a lot, mate, is like a really part, powerful part of the journey to freedom is, is learning that it's safe to feel our feelings and be with our emotions. And, and that's a bit like launching a rocket as well. A lot of energy at the beginning, we're asked, we may be asked to feel a lot and then these things start to kind of settle a bit more and then we... So yeah, I don't know if that I think there's probably an element of that going on for people as well is the 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 kind of facing those things as they come up and and it looks to me like those things often don't come up straight away at the beginning. They come up when we're ready mm. to for them yeah. a bit later down yeah. the line maybe. Yeah. Totally agree with you. And we speak every day to people that are conscious of the fact that there are things that they've avoided for a long time mm. and have that, you know, underlying fear of going there. And mm-hmm. so I, I, it's a very, very real thing. But what I'd want everybody to know is that it will 
it will appear for you at, at, at the time that makes sense, at a time that you're ready for it. Yeah. It all comes at a pace that you can handle. And, you know, I'm all for, and we're all for people experiencing discomfort to grow, but you're you're in charge of modulating that. Like you mm. don't have to go and, you know, take yourself on some like really extreme, you know, there's all sorts of modalities and different things that you can get involved in, but you don't have to go and do them and you don't have to go and do them all at once, you know, being very much guided by what feels right to you at any one time irrespective of what somebody else is doing, but what feels right for you and taking it at, at, at a pace that you can handle that is uh, respect uh, respectful of the nervous system, you know, not sort of, um, we're, we're going to be dysregulated to a degree, but you don't want to exacerbate that. You don't want to make it any worse than it needs to be. Um because that that has a, a big effect on you, you know, your general sort of like sense of and feeling of well-being. But this this stuff I've said so many times, I like I, I believe it comes to us when we're ready to handle it. And so there may be a sense of like a um not necessarily a delay, because it's not like uh, I was just thinking like it's not like in some respects, I kind of knew it was coming, but then I didn't know it was coming. And then it was there, if that makes any sense. And when it was there, I had a, a sense of like, oh, shit. <laughs> right, wouldn't it be nice to numb this away right now? But then hang on, that's what I've done for so many years. And here it all is, as fresh as a daisy. So what's what's my other alternative? Well, my other alternative is to feel it. And in that moment, I knew two things. One, it will pass. It will change. It's not going to stay like that forever. And secondly, I'm okay. Like, I might not feel okay, but I am okay. I I can include the whole lot. Yeah, that's it. You're psychologically safe. Mm. So it's funny because it looks to me like... Hang on a minute. Can you hear me? I thought my mic yeah. went funny there. Sorry. Um it looks to me that it, this is going to sound bleeding, like completely obvious, but it looks like how it works. The moment that you have an insight in and around being able to feel or that it's, you know, that that's when those things often knock. And so they're kind of, they, they it looks like at one level, it's absolutely true. We're, when we, we know when it's time and when we're ready to feel those things. But of course we do, because that's when we have an insight in and around it. We understand that. We've been doing the best we can with the thinking we've got. And the best we've been up to is to hold that stuff down because we've been afraid of it. And then suddenly we, we hear on a podcast or we have an insight or something. We think, hang on a minute, actually, maybe maybe the way through this is through this. And then suddenly we hear the knock. Um, mm. And that's, you know, it sounds outrageously simple, but it kind of looks like it works that way. And um, I, it looks to me, that I mean, I think I once wrote a blog post about. You know, it's funny now. I'm getting a memory. I wrote a blog post and I did write about the pink cloud. But what I basically said was, I feel like I never went through the pink cloud because I didn't have that as a story. I didn't have that as yeah. a concept. I just went through whatever. But I did arrive in this place where 
suddenly life was in technicolor now that was and we've spoken about that before and that's that happened on the other side of a lot of feeling and healing and that kind of stuff and that so i kind of think i wrote on the blog post you know my that that pink cloud if it were one i just woke up and it was it was technicolor it wasn't you know because i think a lot of the people they think oh my god that's the you know is that the best i'm ever going to feel then and that's going to mm-hmm. then go away but we've been built for reality we've been built to feel incredible and access wonderful states of being um without the need for any kind of uh without the need to imbibe any kind of substance and that can feel like something that's not true for us or something that feels so far away or something we can feel like we've never felt or we have to go back into our kind of like early teens or as a kid to be able to sort of find those spaces where we remember connecting back to that space but it, it's it's there in all of us it's it's like you said it's the it's the backdrop it's just the recognition of of who you really are which is it it can't go anywhere it's just there behind everything else no matter what's been happening for you and that and and, and accessing that and being able to feel it and a more felt experience of that is one of the most amazing gifts and i just i think welcome the discomfort because part of the magic of living an incredibly free life as it looks to me is not about trying to remove all the discomfort from our life that is a thank it's an impossible game so it's a game that we're sold by the powers Mm -hmm. that be because it's a fantastic belief system for selling shit and getting Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff but it's not reality it's not how it works how it how it really works because actually this is cool the other day i was with some friends and someone asked a really great great question and it was uh if you could, uh, it was quite funny. We were just having a chat around the campfire. If you could um, basically come up with any kind of potion that could do any one thing in the world, what would it be? And I thought to myself, that's a really interesting question because without knowing it, the answer to that is very, t- says a lot about how somebody relates to the world and what they see. And, and someone said, I would have a potion that completely removed my anxiety. I was like, holy shit, that's exactly what I was up to. That's exactly what I would have said. Mm. And I realized in that moment, and I did say to them, I said, yeah, but it's interesting because actually the the real secret source is not in removing anxiety because it's there for a reason. It, mm. there's, it's not bad. We wouldn't want to remove it off the menu. You can see you know, moments in life where it might be useful for a moment. And then the problem is we get stuck in it, right? The mm. real thing is knowing that we're okay, even when, you know, being comfortable in the fact that we're uncomfortable. That's the real magic that's the potion and that's available you don't need to be in some kind of hypothetical land where you're drinking some witch's brew in order to access that that's a thing and Mm. that comes from realizing the truth of it of seeing that you have been created like the very fact that these things can be created through you to me it shows that we can handle them we can be with them we can feel them what we can't Often the thing that we struggle with a lot of the time is when we innocently hold them down and then it becomes chronic stress or, or, or you know, because we've been clinging on to it and then the system starts to struggle and, there's, and there can be long-term issues with that. Feeling them in the moment and allowing them to flow again, that looks like really amazing and really powerful. So I think for a lot of people, that's the next part of the journey when the pink cloud, in air quotes, disappears. There's often that process. And then we just find ourselves stepping into these new worlds every time we go through a process of feeling. We're like, oh my goodness me. And then and then all that stuff, that then the reasons we used to drink become the very things that set us free, which is crazy, but it looks true to me. Yeah. 
Nice, mate. Nice. Isn't that mad that the very things that potentially are, you know, the reason why it made sense for us to use those kind of innocently hurtful coping mechanisms, hurtful at the level of, you know, phys the physical body, etc. They actually become quite literally the very thing that is the, the catalyst to, to complete, to, to true freedom. And they become the best part of being alive, feeling mm. everything. Mm. The very thing that I used to be most afraid of is now the thing that I value more than anything else in the world. That's the thing I don't want to give up. I wouldn't want to give up feeling or like all of it. All of it looks mm. beautiful. All of it looks valid, even the uncomfortable stuff. And I forget that, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we all, well, we all do. But I just, I nearly like, I literally nearly like burst out in tears when you said that because it, it's so true. It's, oh, it, it, this is, it's such a hard conversation because we, we see people day in, day out that are so afraid of feeling anything. And there's all of this talk about positive emotions and negative emotions and judgment around what's okay to include and what's not. And we're constantly trying to support people in removing the resistance to, to the whole thing. And it's so wonderful to see people have those real re, like really you know gently and slowly have the, the realization that they can allow things to be as they are mm -hmm. and then what they learn from just that 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 first foray into it it then you know as you say you, you forget but you also remember and you remember that well I was okay I, I included it I was okay I'm going to be okay the next time and then you you have this um, sense that just grows. That, as I said earlier, you can you can feel least okay and know that you're absolutely okay, and that that's worth more than anything, more than anything. And then you, the whole magic, mystery of life, is open and available to you because you're you're not afraid of meandering into any of it i think it's actually the access point to for lack of a better term higher states of consciousness different it, it, states correct. of consciousness yeah, because correct. the game that most of us play is i should feel good all the time i want to feel comfortable all the time and innocently we block ourselves from those states because we yeah. the way to them the door the portal is feeling and mm. Do you know what's really amazing? And I mean, I thought I think I said this the other day, but one of the greatest sense of relief that I've had over the over the past few years is when I realized I don't have to play that game anymore. Oh my goodness me. Like I don't have to play the game of trying to be okay all the time. Like I don't have to try and control my feelings. I can just witness them and be with them and feel them. And and I will orient back to that peaceful place if given time. Like that was like, and then, and then it was like the, a very something I couldn't have even dreamt of started happening, which is just, I don't know, just sort of found myself falling into those states, those beautiful feelings more and more often, and not turning that into a big deal either. Just like when they yeah. were there, enjoying them and not trying to and not trying to like grasp onto them as much as possible. Mm. It's just a new way of living, I think, and it. 
and so yeah it's so funny isn't it look get this throw, throw throw us a bone within 15 minutes we're talking about something like this but it looks like it's at the root of it because yeah. for most people that's what's i think is an element of what's going on 100 and uh, and you you'll have had these same conversations that, that i've had with people where every now and again it comes up somebody says yeah but you know i just i just want that opportunity to to have that altered state you know, it doesn't necessarily need to be with alcohol, but mm. that there's some sense that you can only have that by imbibing something, and mm. it, it it's wild to to think that you don't, you you need nothing, you need absolutely nothing. I had um, a flirtation yesterday for my birthday. Ooh. Well, not yet. No, hang on, not yesterday for my birthday. The day before anyway doesn't matter and that as an experience like whenever i have a flotation it's freaking wild it's really wild and the last the last one that not this one the one prior that i'd had i had like the most crazy experience it like i can't even put words to it and i've still done and you know i can't exactly say i know what was going on but it was it was incredible and when I went into this one, there, there was that little um, sort of uh, that that sort of uh, flavor of wanting to have the same kind of experience again. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I clocked it, I was like, "Well, that's that's the one thing that's going to stop me from having it, right?" Like Trying to cling on to or, or orchestrate a certain situation. And so I checked it at the door, got in there, and then sure enough, had like not the same experience, totally different experience, but equally, you know, wild in terms of like being in a complete, completely different and altered state. And then, and then I'd gone into this extra long um, Juvamukti class afterwards. And Andrea, who you know, my wonderful teacher, we would it was very much focused on pranayama. So we did a, a physical practice to prepare for um, the pranayama, what we were doing at the end. And again, like just fell into this place. It was just utterly, it was like, it was just magical, absolutely magical. I can't, there's no way I could describe it, nowhere, but to have had that experience and you kind of come out of it and it's you're in a bit of a daze but it's and you can like i i know that there's an old part of me that would have wanted to have clung on to that like mm. oh god i have to have that again like that was amazing but i i, I don't play that game anymore it's just like oh. and it doesn't always have to be in those situations i mean they're they're situations where there's probably good scientific reason why um you know these these states are more available to us, but it doesn't have to be that you have a flotation and you have an experience, or you um, do some kind of breath work and have an experience. But they're they're very good conduits, I suppose. Um, but it, yeah, it, it it's like I I just even if you don't fully believe it right now, just ha- like have that like leap of faith that. You don't need anything, mm. not not a thing. So cool. I was recording 
for my little mini project project my little rebel spirituality project recording a 10 minute riff on do i need to meditate the other day and you know it, it's funny that what you say about you don't know, you know it might not be floating or in a yoga thing it could be watching rain hit the window it could yeah. be anything at all it looks like everything is a portal everything mm. is a portal into well actually it's funny it's it's like you're always there but then these things look like portals so what we do is we we innocently misassign or ascribe those feelings to the scenario or whatever that we're in so for example we say oh it's that yoga class it's when i'm hanging out with my dog it's when i'm having a cup of tea on the sofa it's when i'm doing this it's when i'm listening to music right what's actually happening in that moment is we're just giving ourselves the permission to have less on our mind and when we do that whenever we're in the presence of whatever we're in the presence of you know we can innocently think it's coming from outside of us but it doesn't work like that it can only come from within you so those states you're it's like a portal to the truth of you and you're just mm. feeling that and we have like a superstition that oh there's only some parts of my life where i can feel that but the more you take those mini leaps of faith the more you'll start to feel it and like a piece of like ink falling on a piece of paper and it kind of just spreading yeah like it'll do that through your life if you start asking yourself the question what if i just had a story that i can only feel like that in the woods or at yoga what if what if it were possible for me to experience more of those states of being everywhere what would life be like then and just watch what happens you might be surprised what you find um but i would I don't know if this is a nice place to leave it, mate. I feel like we've covered a lot of really cool stuff there. That was quite, quite the, quite the download. But like a really practical thing that I'd love to offer to anybody who is at any point in their journey is to, when it occurs to you to do it, just, just actively remind yourself how incredible it is to wake up and feel great. <laughs> it does not get old unless we forget how beautiful it is and then we can mm. just remember in an instant so mm. Mm. you are hang on a minute you're, you're making a you're making a funny face at me i, I thought i thought fucking tired mate i thought you were, i thought tired. you were i thought you were messaging me because I, I got some i don't know if everyone else could hear that but there was a an unprofessional ping of a well, here's something else unprofessional that's about to happen. Oh, God, it's happened. The universe is making a message again. What's happening? Is it a delivery man? It's, it's like a delivery man. It's in the form of is it a, a Darren? husband. But <laughs> <laughs> right, I got I'll hit, I'll, uh, I'll, on that note. Um, I've got away with not having to sing anything, innit? So uh, you go chant ne to the next husband. Next time. Next time. <laughs> See you in a bit.